0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There are some historic events that ought to be retained in the memory of the world, like the plight of the Jewish people after the Holocaust. We're well, Connecting with a very significant event today that was immortalised in the movie Seven Days in Entebbe, telling the story of a 1976 counter-terrorist hostage rescue. The Air France Flight 139 from Tel Aviv to Paris was hijacked by German and Palestinian terrorists. They deliberately hijacked the Air France plane because they accused France of having helped Israel strengthen its army. The pilot was diverted and forced to land at the airport in the Ugandan city of Entebbe. As the story goes, under the cover of darkness, unknown to the Ugandan dictator Idi Amin, a dramatic rescue operation was launched from Israel to free those hostages being held in the African nation. Some insights into that dramatic rescue operation with the actual operations officer of the Special Forces Unit that led the rescue operation in Entebbe. Rami Sherman was part of the first assault group that freed over 100 hostages at the old terminal in Entebbe. And Rami Sherman is joining us from Israel. Rami, welcome along to 2020.
1: Thank you so much. It's 45 years since 4th of July, July 4, 76. And for 45 years in life, it's still part of me. For many years it was very quiet, but now in the last four years I share the story with you, with others, because I think there is a message in this story for the world, for the Jewish world as well, for the Christian, of course well,
0: Rami, I think for a lot of years you were not allowed to tell your story because you were a part of the special forces in Israel. But let's come back to it. You were one of the soldiers that stormed the building and engaged in a shootout with the Ugandan soldiers. Take us back to that day.
1: First of all, I was an officer, an operation commander of the special unit, and uh, Yoni Netanyahu, he was the commander. So that just yes, in the details where I was on the on the list. And this week when the plane hijacked to Entebbe, we were on our way down to Sinai Desert to prepare the other operation for the security of the state. And we thought it's nothing really special because it was a French airlines Air France away from Israel we knew that there is a Israeli Jews on the plane there is Jews from the diaspora on the plane but apart from that nothing we could focus on military plan because it's away from Israel in our experience unfortunately Number 70 was a many terror attacks against Israel, in Israel and abroad. But this one, look, out of any imagination that by the end of the week, I will find myself on a plan toward Antibet.
0: And as you say, there were many terror attacks against Israeli Jews in the lead up to this. But this is a very significant story, and it's not just as we might describe it the rescue of some Jewish hostages you describe it as a rescue of Israel how does that work
1: more than you the world rescue Israel I think it's reflect one important thing for the Jewish world for the people outside Israel more than the Jews or the Israeli Jews in Israel. We should remember the Jews abroad in the diaspora they look at the situation and they ask themselves I didn't know that when I was in 76 a young officer 23 years old they look at the situation and ask themselves what next if Israel can't Defends us. In Tebe, it could be tomorrow, in Paris, in London, in New York, in Melbourne, whatever. And they were really scared about the situation. And that is one of the most important why the jury world today always reminds themselves about the operation the connection between the jury world and the state of Israel. It's a very strong connection, but not every day people think about it. That is my idea.
0: The people were fearful, and having rescued those Jewish hostages on that day, you helped to elevate Israel's national morale and served notice to the world. Uh, that you were no longer an easy target. Had Israel been an easy target up until that time?
1: We have to remember, if I focus on the terror aspect and the terrorists, it wasn't a terror attacks only against Israel. It well, the hijacking around the world during the 70s. American plan, Swiss plan, Air France wasn't a Jewish company, was a French company. And many of them was hijacked and bombed, and people killed. Israel as a Jewish state was a target, a very important target to show the world how terrorist group can change the political field, put a focus on different group creating fear in the world. And there is no chance for Israel to survive without fighting against terror attack. Especially on the seventy, when I joined the army, and it was quite clear for me that there is no negotiation with terrorists because we are afraid that if we will open negotiation, the next attack they will ask more and more demands.
0: You describe it as a Passover moment for Israel, and so many listeners will be familiar with the story of the Passover from the Old Testament, as we Christians call it. Uh, For Jewish people, you call it the First Testament, but how is it a Passover moment for Israel that happened on that day?
1: Okay, that is an a, another aspect. In some way, it connects of course to the uh, situation in '76. But the question: What is Israel for? First of all, for the people who live in Israel, and what is Israel for the Jewish world in spirituality, in physically? in a connection as a family, as a nation. And in my idea, there is a different aspect of it. For me, Passover, this year, it's a very important moment to stop myself and to ask what is mean freedom? What is mean to be a slave? Is it only a question of physical things that I work for others, everyone control myself, or I am a free person. So to be free is a message which, first of all, standing on the Jews who went out from Egypt. And freedom for me today is a question of meaning of democracy to be free, to be accept other ideas, to have a situation where I can listen to other ideas, to talk with the free world, and to accept that on the other side there is a human being. Might be a thing different than me, but he accepts me just as I accept him that one aspect of me to be a a free human being in the world. And the other aspect, if I go a bit higher, for me, freedom today, it's something that we have to accept. Doesn't matter how we talk about democracy, human rights, liberalism. One little virus which came to the world change all life. There is something above all what we think about, what we plan. There is something which is standing on the sky. Sometimes it's called God. Sometimes it's called universe. Sometimes there is no name on it. But we are not only a free man. There is a free human being which live in an atmosphere, in a nature, in the end of God. And tomorrow, everything could change. Doesn't matter what story I tell to myself.
0: But 45 years ago, freedom was gained. And the Passover moment is significant in that it could be seen as a deliverance from God. We'll continue our conversation just ahead. Rami Sherman is our guest. He was an officer, a part of the first assault group that freed over 100 hostages at the old terminal in Entebbe back in 1976, a significant day for the nation of Israel. We're back with more in just a short while. We're taking a little bit of time to unpack a story that, well, if you're a little older, you might remember Back to 1976, when Israeli soldiers stormed the old terminal in Entebbe in Uganda to free over a 100 hostages that were on a plane that was hijacked, an Air France plane, Flight 139, from Tel Aviv to Paris, hijacked by German and Palestinian terrorists. Well, it landed in Entebbe, and there was a dramatic rescue that happened. There were all sorts of negotiations happening and it also included the president of Uganda at the time whose name was Idi Amin, the infamous Idi Amin. Our special guest we're talking through these issues is Rami Sherman. Rami, take us back to that day when soldiers used a replica of Idi Amin's state car to approach the terminal.
1: As I said before, I was in Sinai, but as we arrived to, back to Israel was Thursday evening, and we got an order to plan how we can release the hostages. And we knew from our experience that the only way to be on a good side And to achieve what we plan, we need two things. First, to surprise the terrorist, because the question, who is shooting first, is a critical point. And you never know who is shooting first. That is the second point we need to be in your pocket. You need luck. You need God to be on your side. And you never know. In some Operation. I lost my friend. Some of the ostriches killed. Some of the terrorists killed. Some of them we caught and brought him to jail. But always we knew we should surprise the terrorist. And the idea of going down as an idiom in convey car came to the table. And it's look at the beginning that it's something for the Moody producer and not a reality. It's look like how could we do such a thing? Sitting on a <laughs> old Mercedes and look like two guards on a Jeep behind, and 4,000 kilometers from Israel, we drove on a trip to where the terminal. It looked not a logically plan, but as we move forward and as we, we understand that is almost the only plan which we can achieve what we plan. To be close to the terminal, to surprise the terrorists, it became a clear plan. And first of all It was difficult in such intense time to find Mercedes, to prepare the Mercedes to be a car which can be in a good condition, who can take us to the terminal and not stop in the middle of the road. We found one in Tel Aviv. And we prepared the car all the night, between Friday and Saturday. Only 12 hours or so, the car prepared, together with the two Land Rover jeep. We paint the car black, and we put the Ugandan flag. And again, the car took us to the terminal, and we stop only thirty-three soldiers on the front door of the terminal in the middle of the night of the third of July, almost fourth of July. We surprise ourselves first, the Ugandan soldiers who were around, and the terrorists and the hostages. I think that's the key
0: why we succeed. So an Israeli transport plane landed in Entebbe that night without the knowledge of the Ugandan government and the Mercedes that you had prepared back in Israel was aboard that plane and you drove it up to the terminal. And on that day, all of the kidnappers were killed. In fact, four hostages died and the good thing in that 102 were freed. How did that feel when you, in fact, had the privilege of leading those hostages out of the terminal?
1: I remember on Saturday morning, nine o'clock in the morning, we knew that at one o'clock, we should take off from Tel Aviv airport to Varantebe. At nine o'clock, three hours before, we sat in our base, all the officers who took part, Yoni Netanyahu was in the room, and we discussed the situation. And the conclusion was very dramatic. Not many people knew that, and not many people know that even today. We said we are not prepared to go to Antebe because it's a short time of preparation we felt we need more time to prepare. Uh, but we said doesn't matter what we think. Probably the Israeli government who sat from the early morning to discuss either to give us a green light to land or to stop us of going to Entebbe, probably they will not such an idiot so-called to give us a green light. It's too risky. So we said, doesn't matter. And the third thing is what we told to ourselves in the room, that if by the end of the day we get a green light to land, we should be on the front. And we are ready to do our job and we will succeed to bring all the yes. And as I flew down to Antebe, every kilometer ahead, I felt probably it's going to happen. Probably we will land in Anteb. And probably we succeed because we are the most strong army and good soldiers who were on the ground in Antebe. And I felt quite confident that we can do it. While there is a the fighting, no thinking about it. I thought mostly how to fight with the terrorists and the Ugandan soldiers on the control terminal a uh, control tower. When it was a very heavy fire from it, and I thought how to save my soldiers. I was one of either of one of the six team who fought on the old terminal. And at the beginning, my thought was on that, not question of fear or dramatic word, just to do the job. Probably most of the soldiers said the same in Tebe and other, you know, conflict around the world when soldiers found themselves fighting. Rami, My you... change uh, happened when I saw the ostriches walk out from the temple when it was quiet again. And that was a different feeling about the situation.
0: Rami, you are an Israeli Jew, and you're the son of a Holocaust survivor. You find yourself in the firefight. You find yourself on a day when you could well have lost your own life. How did that affect you, having this essential understanding of the history of the Jewish people? and then finding yourself into this situation? And as you were even saying, it's like the presence of God there. This week,
1: we remind ourselves in Israel, in the world, it's the Holocaust Day, Holocaust Memorial Day. As I saw all the hostages, I didn't know who is, Israeli Jew, who is Jew, who is the Air staff with Michel Bacours, the captain. I saw hundred and more people walking out from the terminal, mothers with the children, people without shoes, and the moment I saw that. It took me back to my family who were murdered in Poland. I felt almost very clear at my first time in my life that I'm Jew. That I do something not because I'm a soldier of the Israeli army. I'm a citizen of Israel. I'm officer in IDF. But I am part of something bigger than all of this. I am part of the nation which created 4,000 years ago. And now I'm in a position which I have a chance to take them back home. And home, it's a history of going out from Egypt. Home at that moment was to take them out from the end of the terrorist and the dictator, Idi Amin. To take them safely as much as I could. And I felt so proud that I have a chance to save life of Jews, of non-Jews, of everyone, Christian people as well, human beings.
0: Human so, beings. So you got to save... Not only save Jew,
1: There is a Jewish story, but there is a Christian people who walk. They were part of the hundred hostages and more.
0: Freedom for the hostages, and many of them, as you say, Jews, some of them Christians, and you had the privilege of being able to lead them home. Now, that leads to another pursuit that you have now, which is quite a big-picture pursuit, the idea of helping Jewish people to return to Israel today in the 21st century, doing what we call Aliyah. And that's, in some sense, uh, taking Jewish people home too, isn't it?
1: That is a very important aspect you mentioned, and thank you so much, Neil, of mention. Today, life for the Jews around Israel it's very safe in mostly states around the world it's very safe and more than that there is a new ideology let's call it of universality of globality of one big village in the world and people live whenever they feel it's the right place. And as long as this ideology, together with the feeling of security for the Jews, for the Israeli Jews as well, will keep on, there is a good thing on that. What is the weak thing on that side? That the meaning of being in Israel, in a spirituality level, it's not strong enough. And we are at a moment, in my eyes, together with you, the Christian world, the Christian support Israel, like you and many others around the world. We are at a situation where we should connect spirituality, mentality, strength, of people of Jewish people to Israel hopefully they will make Aliyah but even then they don't because it is safe place around the world to connect to Israel to support Israel to know that they are part of the Jewish world as you believe in. Today, I believe that is our mission, that is our togetherness mission. You and me, you and as a representative of the Christian world.
0: As we know, it's not always been easy for Israelis to trust Christians or nations that are renowned to be Christian nations. But there does appear to be change and a turn in that. And as you say, a connected relationship between Christians and Jews, and especially around this whole idea of taking Jewish people from various nations around the world, doing Aliyah and returning to their homeland. Rami, You've been to Australia before and you'd love to come again. There are some border issues right now that restrict that happening. COVID has caused all sorts of upsets for your traveling plans, but you do have some plans to come back to Australia sometime, hopefully next year.
1: Yes, it's a true. Hopefully next year, I plan together with all of you to do a long trip. Around very small communities, as well as big ones, who asked me to come. I feel what we need to do today to create what I call a new way of conversation. Because the history creates that mentally, many Jews feel unsecure with the Christian. And they couldn't understand how much you are, represent so many Christians who support Israel in a very, very positive sense. And I try to talk about it in my friend, in my kibbutz, and they don't know how to create this new language, new connection. And that is another aspect of my mission. I think we should create that why now I'm talking with you and it spread over in Australia might be other. We should create and we should put a lot of effort to take out the fear the not understanding each other, to accept each other as the one connection in a positive and good standing on. Many Israelis hardly met Christians who support them and do so many things for Israel. They just believe what they saw on a TV or what they read in a paper, but we have to do a lot of effort that we are one and we are a friend And I think that will spread over to the Muslim world as well.
0: Rami, it is a significant Mm -hmm. thing that there is such relationship that is blossoming even now between Jews and Christians. And no doubt there'll be listeners who would love to hear your story if you were visiting a town near them. And if you are able to get to Australia next year, Uh, there's one way that we can connect listeners perhaps to finding out when that itinerary will be available. And of course, it's all up in the air with COVID, but let me give the website for one of those wonderful Christian organisations that has a passion for serving the people of Israel, and that is Christians for Israel. And their website is c4israel.org. And no doubt, they'll be a part of what will happen as Rami Sherman comes to visit Australia next year and to tell his story. As you can hear, it is a dramatic story. It is a moving story. Rami Sherman was part of the first assault group, was leading the first assault group that freed those 100 hostages at the old terminal in Entebbe, a dramatic time, going back 45 years to 1976. But Rami Sherman, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020.
1: Thank you so much. It's a privilege, it's honour to be together and create a good time to think about a better future. Thank you, Neil.